Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio, it's time for Family Business Radio. Showcasing outstanding family businesses and the advisors who assist them. Good afternoon. You're listening to another episode of Family Business Radio. I'm your host, Anthony Chen. Today, we're going to be focusing around the topic and discussion of culture, business culture, and family businesses. Now, speaking of family businesses and business culture, we have John Wade with Corporate Culture Consulting. Welcome, John. Thank you. Let's kind of start with your origin story as to what got you into finding C3. So I uh, started working for large companies. My dad was uh, in a large company and and I started from the ground up and worked for uh, Frito-Lay and, and PepsiCo and, and uh, worked at Nestle and then ended up working at Chateau Saint-Michel Winery mm-hmm. out in Seattle, Washington and was a uh, marketing director for them. Um, when I turned 40, I, I figured out my passion. I, I got an opportunity to go interview for a job as a leadership trainer and consultant and was a European company that uh, gave me the opportunity to do this. I've been doing it for now 15 years, and about eight years ago, I discovered that uh, I discovered through the process of of seeing a lot of different businesses and and some of the opportunities and and problems they were having, mm-hmm. and almost all the problems didn't have to do with technical, you know, things. It had to do with with people. So 90% of of problems in companies or opportunities in companies come from the people. And most of the leaders spend a lot of time on, on strategies and processes and not a lot of time on the people part, not a lot of time on the behaviors, on the, on the values. And so I looked up corporate culture consulting to register it as a dot com eight years ago and it was available. And I was surprised because you couldn't find a .com that had strategy written in it. You couldn't find a .com that had process in, in the word. But corporate Culture Consulting was available as a .com. I registered it, and I said, this is going to be a big industry someday. Mm-hmm. And it it's not surprising that most people think of, of culture as something esoteric that doesn't have a lot of value, um, it's not kind of squishy. I was actually told in on another radio show that uh, it's like yogurt. You know, it's kind of <laughs> wet and squishy. And and I said, you know, yogurt's good for you. Culture's good for you. I said you ought to th- think about, you know, the the saying that got me into this business is is that's attributed to Peter Drucker. Even though some people say it's he didn't say it is culture eats strategy for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And the reason that's a a very important quote is because if you think that culture eats strategy for breakfast and you think of, let's just think of the Chick-fil-A for instance, uh, very successful chain of, of chicken stores. Um, and if you think of Kentucky fried chicken and you think of Chick-fil-A, the only difference really between the two, they both have great processes. They both have great strategies for the chicken. They get you the chicken fast and it's good. Both of them produce a good product the difference between Chick-fil-A and Kentucky Fried Chicken is culture. It's the people and the values and the behaviors that you see at Chick-fil-A versus the values and the behaviors you see at Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mm-hmm. And let's just take that to the bottom line because because a lot of people say, oh, well, if you work on culture, it's not worth anything. I don't want to spend time. I want to spend time on my processes and systems. 
I say, okay, then you're going to leave $4 million on the table because Kentucky Fried Chicken makes about a million per store. Um, Chick-fil-A makes $5 million. So culture eats strategy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just not on Sundays. <laughs> just not on Sundays. And even being closed on Sundays, they still make $5 million per store. So if you want to discover the, the secret of business, it's in the culture. And the culture is not that difficult if you narrow it down to what it is. It's values and behaviors. The really great companies know their values and they know the behaviors that they're supposed to have and they align them and they work on them, you know, daily. Mm -hmm. And if you go into Chick-fil-A and you ask, you say thank you to any person at Chick-fil-A, what are they going to say? It's my pleasure. Mm -hmm. It's my pleasure is, is the, the behavior that's been taught to them over the last 15 years, it actually took four years to, to install the it's my pleasure saying and the it's my pleasure attitude. And it actually came from the Ritz-Carlton here in Atlanta because mm -hmm. Truett Cathy was at the Ritz-Carlton. When he said thank you, one of the waiters said, it's my pleasure, sir. And that's he said, I want everybody at Chick-fil-A to say it's my pleasure. And I don't only want them to say it, I want them to mean it. So what is culture? It's it's a value like like the, the it's my pleasure attitude or value that's exemplified every day at Chick-fil-A. It's their pleasure to serve you. That's really what they mean. They smile with teeth. They you know, they clean the bathrooms. They do all the things that most fast food restaurants they care about the people. True it would say I'm not in the chicken business, I'm in the people business. Mm -hmm. And we need to, as companies, start getting back into the people business because if you if you think that bad times are coming in the economy and uh, price and product have now been overtaken by service as the number one thing that people are looking for uh, in a in a company and every company from us from a family business or small company to a really large family business or or company needs to pay attention to the service. And a lot of companies are calling us right now and saying, we want to be the first customer-centric company in our business sector. And I go, if you're not employee-centric, forget about being customer-centric. Because if your employees are unhappy or your employees don't know how to behave, they're not going to behave that way with the customers, and, and you're going to have a, a problem. So if you don't believe in having a behavior consultant come and talk to you, then then just let it ride and see what happens. I mean, we've got huge disasters at companies that are happening because of their culture. Um, Boeing is going through a huge problem right now because of culture. Yeah. Um, they had a pump the planes out culture, and their number one value at Boeing is safety. And, you know, if safety is important, you need to live it every day. And if pump out the planes is your culture, then – pump out the planes has some problems associated with it. Mm -hmm. So this is a serious subject that costs companies billions of dollars. And really you need to get help from a small business all the way to a large business. If you don't have a culture consultant or haven't thought of one, you might want to start calling us or calling somebody else who actually understands the subject because it's a serious one. So how does a business uh, implement culture or in their team or just in, in their company in general? 
Well, we have something called the culture challenge. So the culture challenge is basically two questions. What are your values? And it's, it's like uh, explaining the 401k program at the homeless shelter. That's the reaction that you end up getting from, from people is they don't know what the values are at their company. Uh-huh. So they stare at you. Um, if you don't know the values at your company, then that's a problem. And if you don't know the values and live them through behaviors, that's a huge problem. Because if you don't align the behaviors, then you have chaos. I say you either have culture or you have chaos. Mm-hmm. Most companies have chaos. So it's three values and some adjoining behaviors. What we do is we produce a manual. We produce a little booklet that uh, shows you your values and your behaviors. And then we train those values and behaviors in the company till everybody's living them as a habit. Mm-hmm. And that's when you know you have a culture. And Southwest Airlines has three values and and everybody in the company knows them and Everybody lives them daily, mm-hmm. and um, and they they have gone to great uh, lengths and a lot of investment to make sure that as a low cost airline they have a great culture, mm-hmm. because culture eats strategy for breakfast. They understand that that that's going to directly translate to their bottom line. So, what is kind of the key indicators as a management or a business owner that they would look for to find whether or not they their company or their team has a culture that's purpose focused or is it just, as you mentioned, chaos? Well, if, if you have values on the wall and don't know what they are, um, that's a problem. So if you don't know the values at your company, you have a culture problem. If you don't have uh, aligned behavior in your company, you have a culture problem. If you're not, you know, living the daily behaviors that, that you're supposed to be living, that's a problem. So just tell me if you can tell me what your values are and you live them every day, you're fine. You, I'll let you move on. If you don't, then, then you better call us or you better call somebody who knows how to do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's not a lot of people that know how to do this because it, it is a soft thing. that's taken me 15 years to figure it out. It's a, and it's a, it's a, it's a huge opportunity or it's a huge problem. And companies get to decide whether they want to make it an opportunity or, or they want to continue to, to you know, see the problems associated. Most of the time when you have a culture problem, you're going to have morale issues. You're going to have retention issues. You're going to have loss of capital issues. You're going to have accidents. You're going to have all kinds of problems that if you were to go back and see what the cause of it is instead of the symptoms, it's a culture issue. Mm-hmm. So if you're a family business or any type of business, you need to figure out what your values are and the adjoining behaviors that you want for those values. And I recommend three because most people can't remember more than three. (laughs) And I actually, we actually have an operational value. We have a growth value and we have an aspirational value and we work with you on creating those three. So they're unique to your business. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is if you're a family, if you're a mom or a dad and you don't have values for your kids, you might want to think about creating three values for your kids, an operational value, a growth value, and an aspirational value. For my family, we have fun as our aspirational value. We have do your homework as you're getting better or growth value is make sure you're prepared and do your homework. Mm-hmm. And then we also have safety as our, as our 
ours our val- that's our operational value. If we don't operate with safety, we're not alive. If you think about the values of this country, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, life is your operational value. Um, liberty is your growth value because with liberty you can get better and grow. And then pursuit of happiness, that's your aspirational value. Mm-hmm. So those are huge. You know, this country, the United States, was founded on those three values. Our Constitution is based on, the, on those three values. And it's what's made this country really, really special and really, really great because we're a values-based country that operates, you know, with those values in mind. So every decision you make in a company ought to be based on those values and the adjoining behaviors. And then the decisions become easy. For instance, Aflac fired Gilbert Godfrey in, in about an hour after he made a, a bad joke about Japan after the earthquake and tsunami it took them an hour because they just said he he insulted our biggest customer and we don't you know that's not part of our value systems so he's fired and that's why the Aflac duck had to go through rehabilitation and they actually brought in a new duck mm-hmm. uh, and they had a contest to have the new voice of the Aflac duck mm-hmm. so somebody somebody else made a few million dollars a year being the the <laughs> Aflac duck. <laughs> And so Gilbert Gottfried lost his job because he violated their culture. Mm-hmm. So when talking about value, it's, it, it sounds like you're not just preaching it, you're also living it for yourself, family-wise. Yeah. And you're also bringing it back into kind of the founder of the country where, it, for, for me, from an outside looking, uh, observer looking in, it sounds like you're also advocating kind of a, uh, a bill of rights per se or, or just a constitution or value-based foundation for business. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at the Ten Commandments as as the foundation for some religions, if you look at the you know the three values of our Constitution, if you look at the Roman system, they they had three values. You know, they believed that everything should be utilitarian. You should be able to use it. It should be strong so it lasts a long time, and it should be beautiful. Those are their three values, and everything they did was in accordance with those three values, and that civilization lasted for a long, long time mm-hmm. until they went away from those values, and then, and then it, it, uh, it got weak. So, yeah, you need to have, you know, uh, you, know you, you need to have a Bible for your business, and we call it the, the little culture book. Mm-hmm. The, and we create culture books for, for companies, and we, and we help you through training and development, we help you to live your culture from everything from a company with two people, everything all the way up to, you know, millions of employees. Mm-hmm. Which leads to the next question of how and why is a culture tied directly to leaderships, particularly for family businesses? So the, the number one job of the leader is not to work on, on processes and strategies. It's to work on the culture. It's to work on the behavior of your people. Cause if you leave a good, you know, again, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So if you work on the values and the behaviors, those values and behaviors will help you to develop a good process. They'll also help you to d- develop a good strategy. If you look at Chick-fil-A, if you look at Southwest Airlines, they started with the culture, then they worked their way into the structure or the processes, and then they worked themselves into strategy. Mm-hmm. So they make a, a mean chicken sandwich. <laughs> it's based on their values. Mm-hmm. It's based on you know providing the values of working together and producing an excellent quality, you know, quality is one of their values. So if you start with the culture, then you work on the processes, then you work on the strategy. First, start with your employees, 
then go to the customer, and then you get the money. Mm-hmm. We start with money first, then we go to the customers because the customers bring us money. And then as an afterthought, we think of the employees or the our, our team members. Mm-hmm. So start with the team members, work on their behaviors, work on their values, and then work your way into the processes and then work your way into the money. Mm-hmm. And you'll have a lot more money. Mm-hmm. Well, b- before we end here is what is one tidbit or advice that you would like for people listening to at least take away from? Uh, if you don't know your values, <laughs> um, start to learn them and start to develop them. And if you have 10 of them, get to three. Mm-hmm. And if you have three of them and they're, they're balanced, start training and developing them and then actually live them. And if you do that, you'll be surprised that through good times and bad, values will last. That's your ultimate competitive advantage is to have a culture based on values and behaviors that, and that'll last through the generations, just like with your family. Mm-hmm. If I, the greatest gift I can give my daughter is those three values because I'm not going to be with her as she's growing up in, in the next few years because she's 17 and she's off to college. I'm not going to be with her. But those values will be with her and the adjoining behaviors, and, and I trust that she will do well. Great. Well, how does someone now listen to all this kind of a, a red light bulb goes off in their head and go, hmm, I probably need some help with <laughs> my values or, or chaos I have running. Uh, how do they best find you? If you have chaos or you have culture and you want to even make it better, um, you can reach me at jwaid at corporateculturesulting.com. So jwaid at corporateculturesulting.com. You can also reach me at 404-915-3051, or you can visit us on, the, on our website, c3culture.com. Well, thank you, John. Thank you. Well, this show is sponsored and brought to you by yours truly, Anthony Chen with Lighthouse Financial Network. Securities and advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates, RAA member FINRA SIPC. RIA is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referred here are independent of RIA. The main office address is 575 Broad Hollow Road, Melville, New York, 11747. You can best reach me at 631-465-9090 at extension 5075 or best by email at Anthony Chen. C-H-E-N at LFNLLC.com. Thank you for listening. Catch you all next time. Thank you for again for listening to Family Business Radio.